So hi everybody and welcome back to another Giant Sisters podcast with Joe Brothers. And today I'm talking with um, Debbie Summers. She has over 20 years of cruise experience and she works closely with the vast majority of the world's cruise companies. She has a wealth of critically important industry connections at the various highest levels and she's an executive director of the IDNZ, which is the largest New Zealand cruise ground handler. And she heads the cruise division, chairman of the New Zealand Cruise Association and is also vice chair of the world's leading ground operations. Wow, welcome Debbie. Hi, thank you. So on our Giant Sisters podcast, we talk about the power of intention. How did you design your life or career path or did it just evolve? Um, I think it's just been, a, it's actually been a bit of both. Yeah. Um, I guess you could, uh, you go right back to um, your education and mm. where you're, where you're sort of pointed in, in, in whatever direction right from there. And even as a, as a young um I guess a young girl. Yes. Um, I certainly wasn't uh, pushed into a very high uh, direction, so I was given a typewriter, which is this is giving away my age now, but yep. given a typewriter and told that one day I could be a secretary. Yes. Yeah. Um, and also cooking classes were high on the agenda. Wow. <laughs> um, of which I have to say I'm a I'm a dreadful cook. Yeah. Um, even to this day. But then. Um, yeah, and um, you know, I went through school not really uh, that much focused at that point, mm. and um, I think it's really I did end up in university, which was an absolute, I guess, a fluke in the end. Right. Um, I did, I did get there. Um, took a lot of time out. Yeah. Uh, went to university, got a degree. Um, actually, in tourism, so quite unusually, mm. I'm still working in the field that I studied. Yes. Um, but by that point, I really didn't enjoy school and I didn't enjoy A-levels, no. but I loved university learning because oh, it was good. more independent, independent yeah. thinking for yourself. Yes. And just seemed to make a lot more sense. So, yeah, that's that's where I was with the on, on education and, and that kind of propelled me into tourism. Yeah. Do you think that what you learned at university in tourism is still relevant to what you're doing in your day-to-day? Yes, it is. I mean, um, my degree, it actually changed, even changed, it changed me as a person. Um, Not just my tutors, they were incredibly inspiring people, but also um, a lot of the students were mature students. It it changed me politically. Um, I went from, you know, uh, one leaning right to the other. Yeah. Um, I think um, also I studied a lot of psychology, mm. sociology, the way people behave, and I found that fascinating. Yeah. And those things I've kept throughout, mm. and not just for my career, in my personal life too. Yes. Now, uh, my next question was going to be what are some of the unique experiences that you've had um, over your career and life? And um, I know that you um, were born in the Falkland Islands. So would you like to tell us a bit about your experiences living there and what happened well um the Falkland Islands I mean it's uh you know uh, right at the bottom of uh, South America and um you know for years a, a British colony it's now an independent overseas territory yeah um I had a great childhood there um crime free yeah. um you know, you could. My my father's actually headmaster of the school. He right. he went there in the late sixties, and I'm actually a fifth generation Falkland Islander. I'm very proud to be. Wow, yeah. Um, and there's only two thousand of us, so um, you know, uh, not not many. Mm. But one thing 
thing um, I I never thought would happen is that I would actually leave the Falkland Islands, which is indeed what happened later on in my life. However, I guess something that really formulated who I am is is living through the war that happened in 1982. Yes. Um, and I was only 10 years old, mm. but, you know, suddenly invaded by 10,000 troops mm. in the middle of the night um, was, you know, um, life-changing. Absolutely. And yeah. how, how do you think that shaped who you are now and the work that you do? It definitely um, makes you more focused. Yeah. It, um, you know, like our, our, our entire lives were turned upside down. Yeah. And, you know, that feeling of uh, being really frightened for your life, um, yeah. that's, you know, that, that is life-changing. Mm. And I now look back and I, I, I really admire my parents yeah. Because they were the adults um, and you know, they tried to do all the right things in order to, to take their kids. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's something that I actually don't regret that I lived through um, mm. and that I experienced even. Yes. And, and in terms of other u- unique experiences in your career and working with the interesting tourism sector and particularly with cruises – can you give us some insights into some unusual but sort of interesting experiences you've had on, on the day job? Um, well, I think um, as my career has evolved, I've, I started off in conservation, actually. Yeah. Um, I used to diet sample uh, penguins. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a, a, a very hands-on job, as you can imagine. Mm. And um, what I was doing there was looking um, to see if the fishing industry in the Falkland Islands and surrounding waters were actually um, affecting the diet um, of the penguins. Yes. Um, but I've always been interested. Um, I've loved the Falklands so much mm. that I wanted to do something to create more ambassadors yes. um, for the islands, and that's something that, that tourism does. Yes. So I started off in conservation and then went on and uh, wrote a book um, for that, actually, that NGO, yeah. and that was a visitor's guide to the Falklands, which I really enjoyed. I, I learned a lot from actually writing a book. Yeah. It took a couple of years, yep. and it sold well, and uh, the profits to that go to save the albatross. Um, oh, wow. So it's something I'm very proud of. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, yeah. Um, and in terms of um, embracing life's lessons, you've, you've touched on that a bit. But if you were going to say, if I said to you, you know, what's one thing that you that helps with one of your mantras or helps you in your daily life and helps you reset yourself, what would that be? Well, I think you have to have a really good work-life balance, and I have definitely struggled with that, (laughs) I must admit. (laughs) Uh, um, I I actually got married a a couple of years ago, and my husband constantly, he's my biggest supporter, and he actually keeps pushing me to evolve and to constantly do things that personally I might be a little afraid of. business-wise, um, but he gives me the confidence to, to just keep striving to accept opportunities when they arise. That's great. I think females, yeah, I think it's a big thing with, with, with women, actually, that we quite often need to feel that we can do something 150% before yes. we grab that opportunity, and men tend to wing it. Absolutely and I, right. I'm a little bit jealous of them, because yeah. that's what we should be, you know, not totally winging it, but, you know, we should be going in. It's fine to be going in when you're not 100% over any, something, as long as you have the right attitude to learn. Absolutely right. And nearly every woman that I've spoken to has said the same thing in terms of um, having extra confidence to do things. And, you, yeah, you absolutely would be able to do it. That's great. And having a supportive partner is crucial. 
Um, yeah, it is. And then having also some key people in yeah. your life that you can run things by. Yes. You know, I, I guess you call them mentors. I've never uh, felt that I had a mentor, but I guess I do. Um, I do have these people that I'll quickly ring and say, look, I've been given this opportunity, but I'm feeling this, this and this, and a quick conversation with them yes. keeps keeps me going ahead. I think it's just not being afraid of hard work as well, though, yes. and being focused in on that way. Mm. And then being, I guess, making sure that you're constantly in the right place at the right time and then being able to grab hold of opportunities. That's, that's really important, too. Absolutely. And I often ask about giving back um, into the community and so on. And you've mentioned your work um, with your book with funds going to your Albatross Foundation. Do you want to talk a bit more about that and anything else that you're involved in? Well, I just, I feel that um, cruise tourism especially, um, you know, for New Zealand, next year um, will be the second biggest market um, of of any market to come into New Zealand. So 350,000 people coming here. And I think, you know, it's not just every every cruise ship passenger are dollars spent. And, And what I really want to do is get these people into our regions, yeah, not just down the well beaten path i guess of mm. you know queenstown and rotorua who are already already seeing a lot of benefit yes and it's getting these people to to go to gisborne yeah. and and have a great time there and, and provide that financial boost to the community there stewart island mm. um you know omaru Timaru. A, yeah absolutely great idea yeah yeah and you know 40 percent of cruise ship passengers come back for a, a longer um holiday right so they're not just a you know uh, eight hours in your region and off they go yeah so yeah i do yeah. see that as a lot mm. put a lot of time into those sort of things that's been wonderful um in sheroes or heroes or role models are there people that you draw inspiration from they could be alive now or from time in history or your parents who who was that for you um, well, obviously, it would be uh, my mother, <laughs> um, and she's always been um, incredibly supportive yes. uh, with whatever I've done. But I do have, um, I guess, key people that, like my godfather as well, that actually family people, really, yes. yeah. um, that, that inspire me. But also there are, um, you know, the reason I've got my job here, for instance, um, I met a guy called Craig Harris um, I would say he's like the godfather of, of cruise tourism for New Zealand. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I actually met him crying in a corridor um, in Miami at a, at a trade show oh, wow. many years ago. And that's how I got to, that was my first connection with New Zealand, actually. But when oh. he said, you know, it, it could, I've gone from the Falklands to this trade show, no idea what I was doing, realized that I'd completely screwed up. I think I was about 23. Yes. And I was thinking, I haven't got any meetings. It's cost me a lot of money to come here. And he found me having a quiet sob um, in the the corridor and said, come back to the New Zealand stand. We've got wine there. So (laughs) we're back with him and we got chatting and I just thought, what an amazing guy. And then I realized as well that he knew everybody in the industry. So I'm like, I'm going to stick next to him. So that's what I did. (laughs) That is incredible. I love those serendipity stories. And, um, yeah, absolutely. And that's such a Kiwi thing to do, to, you know, bring you into the fold, into the family immediately. I love it. Um, yeah, absolutely. He was so kind. Yeah. And, you know, to this day, he's actually um, a shareholder of, of this company. Yes. And, you know, to this day, I probably see him once a month. Yeah. And, you know, I I spend a lot of time listening to him. Amazing. 
Uh, uh, do you have any other exciting projects or innovations um, that you have planned for this year coming? Um, oh, it's, you know, I, my job is so varied, Yes. Um, which I love, um, and it just evolves all of the time. <laughs> so if they're, if they're, and, and the great thing about working for, um, you know, with, the, with this company is that the merging director here um, just basically um, – has trust in me mm. and so he allows me to grab hold of opportunities either for ID or for the New Zealand Cruise Association and I can take them mm. wherever. Yes. Um, I think at the moment really I'm, I'm focusing on uh, New Zealand uh, infrastructure. You're right. So just making sure that we're basically I guess ready for that absolute huge boom in, in, in cruise tourism so that yeah. everybody here can benefit. So spend yeah. quite a lot of time um, working on that. That's a big project, so that's well done on that one, I'll say. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, and do you have a message you'd like to share with all of our women listeners, just sort of might be an insight of your life or a thought that you have? Um, I, I would always go back to that work-life balance. Yeah. Um, I don't have any children. It's not that I actively uh, went out and, and said uh, I don't want children mm. or <laughs> I can't have them because I'm having a career. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I must admit that I've spent probably a good 20 years just focused solely on, on my career. Yes. Um, and uh, whilst that's important, um, you know, my my husband and actually I have a, a nine-year-old stepdaughter now. Yes. They, they realised that, put the phone down. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> you know, so I do now. I, I don't look at my phone after seven o'clock at night. That's great. Um, yeah, absolutely. And and it's just rationing that. Otherwise, you will burn out. Yeah. And then, you know, it's all been for nothing. Mm. So it is just that balance. Well, that's great. What, what Wise words, I'd say. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and, and as we reflect on New Zealand's, you know, 125 anniversary year of suffrage, what are your thoughts on the um, status quo here in New Zealand and around the world for the life and opportunities of women and girls? <laughs> Uh, I still think we've got a way to go. Yes. I like the fact that New Zealand have, uh, you know, been at the forefront. Yes. But there's still a way to go. And that is something that I'm already uh, talking to my, my wonderful nine-year-old stepdaughter about. Yes. We're still going to have to be that much better Yeah. than, than men. Um, and it's a fight. And, you know, that, that starts right from um, school age. Mm. But even, you know, with governance and getting onto boards in New Zealand, it's still... Not easy. No. So I think we have a long way to go. Yeah. At least we're going in the right direction, I will say that here, I feel. Absolutely. No, I do. And yeah. this country has been incredibly kind yes. um, in that regard to me and my career. Yeah. I have been given the opportunity and I've grabbed it. You've done that. Yeah, absolutely, Debbie. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. It's been so wonderful talking to you, Debbie. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Thanks, Joe. Thank you. All right, then.